Welcome back to the program. We are glad you are with us. Bill Markle, uh, Bill Markles, Bill Michaels show. Forgot my damn name. <laughs> On the air, and we are glad you're here. So thanks so much for joining us. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, you want to find me over on Twitter, you can find me at Bill underscore Michaels. Talking, uh, we're talking everything today. Uh, Brewers get a nice win yesterday. Bucks coming up this weekend uh, in the first game on Sunday, taking on the Chicago Bulls, getting ready for uh, a deep run into the postseason yet again. And speaking of postseasons, you're hoping the Packers are there again this year in need of wide receiver help. They bring in Sammy Watkins to talk more about that and so much more. Our buddy Mark Daniels from WNFL in Green Bay joining us uh, on the hotline. Mark, how you been? I'm good, Bill. How are you? I'm good. Now, did you tailgate yesterday at uh, American Family Field, or did you uh, just head down and cover it? No, I just head down and cover it. I had to do a couple of news side stories, so I visited with a couple of tailgaters. But, uh, I mean, just walking from the Logan lot around a little bit of the ballpark was crazy. I didn't see any of the porta potties flying around, but uh, it was it was tough. That was, uh, that was a five-club wind. Yeah, that was exact five club wind, a golf reference. Uh, I know spring is now on the horizon. I feel better about things. Yeah. So, uh, for, first of all, give me your impression uh, with the fact that you've got fans back in the stands. We saw them, obviously, this year at Lambeau Field. But for baseball and to get down to American Family Field and see fans in the stands again and feel the electric, how was it? Yeah, it was great. Uh, it's always a fun atmosphere. The first one's, uh, you know, the best one outside of the, uh, the postseason. But, you know, Baseball, you know, to tell you the truth, you know, sit up, you've done it hundreds of games too, but sit in the press box. I like it, but I like baseball sitting in the stands, you know, third baseline, 20 rows back with a beer, you know, in the cup holder. That, that to mm -hmm. me, and just enjoying it, an afternoon watching a baseball game is great. And, uh, but the crowd was really energetic. Uh, you know, they had a lot of fun. Uh, the Brewers got going early, kept them engaged, and uh, I thought they played the most complete game by far out of the first seven. So uh, I want to get to uh, I want to get to the NFL side of things, and more so the Green Bay Packers. First and foremost, Sammy Watkins signs with Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, at least according to Pat McAfee, happy with the signing. Give me your thoughts. I don't think Aaron has many choices now anymore. Uh, right. I mean, this thing is gone this offseason. You know, he was fine with Devontae Adams getting traded. He better be fine with Sammy Watkins coming in. But, you know, I I think it's not quite Devin Funches 2.0. I think Watkins is a, is a better player than that. He's an interesting personal character. He's said and done some goofy things over his years in the league. But uh, the injuries are are concerning because it's always something with him, an ankle, a calf, uh, whatever. Uh, and it just hasn't been able to get a complete season. I was concerned about that with Randall Cobb coming back. That guy hadn't played 16 games since 2015. Uh, and Funchess hasn't played two, 16 games since his rookie year in 14. Uh, but he can make plays. I don't think there's any question about that. And I think being a veteran in what is going to be a room full of kids uh, outside of Randall Cobb, is going to be beneficial in just getting the new receivers uh, an understanding of what's required. Uh, whether he can be productive, I think there's a good chance he'll be certainly more productive than he was in Baltimore as he kind of just kind of, you know, went down the depth chart as the season went on with a couple of injuries along the way uh, and only 27 catches. But he's got a relationship with Jason Brabel. He was in Buffalo when the Bills took him. 
fourth overall. He was the first receiver drafted that year. Uh, Adams was the ninth receiver drafted that year in the second round. And, you know, you just look at the numbers. Uh, all right, Watkins, okay, 384 catches, 5,000-plus yards, 34 touchdowns over his eight seasons. <laughs> you look at Adams, 300 more catches, 3,000 more yards, and 40 more touchdowns. You're not going to be able to replace that, but uh, with Sammy, with Cobb, Lazard, and whoever else comes in, uh, you hope to get close to that. So with Watkins coming in, and I was asking the question earlier, I'll ask you, do you feel that the the Packers and Brian Goodekinst are done with any you know veteran wide receivers as far as maybe making a deal or trying to find somebody after the June 1st cutdown? Or do you think that, no, there's still something else uh, up, up Goody's sleeve? I don't think they're going to make a splashy trade. They're not going to send Seattle draft picks for DK Metcalf and, and, and get him, uh, you know, at a salary that has, for that position, has just exploded this offseason. Adam, certainly, uh, but Hill, another, uh, you know, with the deal he signed and a couple of others that have come down the pike, too. Uh, they're just not going to do that. So I, I think you're right. They may find a guy that's had some NFL experience two or three years in that's kind of off the market or is a, is a June 1 casualty uh, that's played some games, uh, maybe is familiar with this offense. That's a, that's a possibility. But I think they're probably just going to go, all right, Lazar, Cobb, Watkins, and three draft choices that they hope two are, you know, in the first two rounds uh, with a lot of talent. And if they can get those five and those kids to play and be productive, uh, I think they feel okay. Keep in mind, I also think this is going to be paying a really good quarterback a lot of money to hand off. Uh, moving forward. Uh, they love the running game. They're developing these offensive linemen to be the stretch zone kind of offense, you know, that I think LaFleur would really like and I think would certainly extend Rodgers and not force him to drop back as much and make plays as much, knowing full well he's very capable of doing all of that. But I think they want to release some of the pressure that's going to be on the passing game by being a little more effective with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Talking with Mark Daniels, WNFL Radio in Green Bay. So, you know, I was saying earlier when Dom Capers years ago, he said, you know, give me guys up the gut. Give me a good, a good strong nose tackle. Give me a linebacker. Give me a pass rusher. And then give me a good safety and maybe a cover corner. And I can make this a top five defense. I, I think the Packers are sitting there with a lot of those guys that are really solid offensively. I think the only thing they're missing, obviously, is the experience of a guy that can take the lid off uh, of a defense wide receiver wise. How far away is this team, in your opinion? I don't think they're far away. I think they still have a lot of talent. This is a re- this was a really good team. They had great players. I mean, Rogers, Adams, great players. Uh, Kenny Clark's Pro Bowler, Campbell, All Pro. They're good. Uh, Alexander uh, is going to be really, really good for a long time. I think Stokes was a nice pick. Um, you know, they're counting on the safeties to co- to continue to climb. Uh, they've added Jerron Reed. Uh, they think T.J. Slayton's got much more of an upside than the Kingsley Kikis and some of the guys that they've trotted out in that D-line in the past. Um, you know, I think they're still right there. Clearly head and shoulders, I think, in the Central Division, or, you know, in the North, I mean. Uh, and so, you know, that's the starting point. Uh, but, no, I think they're going to be one of the top three or four teams in the NFC again. Is there somebody in the draft other than a wide receiver that you're looking at going, this guy might fill the bill for the Green Bay Packers? 
I think they got to make a decision on the right tackle position. They've loaded up on offensive linemen in the last two years, Bill, but all of those guys, I think three in 2020, three in 2021, are pretty much all interior guys. Not many of them are just pure tackles. Uh, is Josh Nyman the answer? How, you know, Is David Bakhtiari going to get back? They need a right tackle for sure, whether it's Nyman or somebody else. Uh, I have a feeling a tackle is going to be a priority. Uh, for the Packers. Uh, again, I think they're going to need another big and up front on the D line. I know they added Jerron Reed, but I, I do think that's another area. Uh, Jerry Montgomery talked about it, you know, earlier this week saying, I want another one uh, that can be a little disruptive in the pass rushing department from the inside to, you know, get Kenny Clark off the double teams. Uh, if they could do that, uh, I think they're pretty good. Uh, can never have enough corners. Sullivan's a Viking. Kevin King ain't coming back. Uh, and so you got Stokes, Alexander, and Douglas. Like those three, but another would be nice. Um, what do you think they do with Jair? When do they – I thought by now, just to free up additional cap space, they would have had a deal done. What is taking so long, do you think? I'm not sure. Uh, one, I, I, whether or not they're convinced he's going to be fine from that shoulder injury, I think they are, but – uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I know they're talking. Goody at the uh, uh, owners' meeting says they have been had discussions with uh, you know Jair's agent. Uh, I think they'll get something worked out. Uh, just you're know, just gonna have to be patient on that one. But no, they're not gonna let this guy get away. I uh, I know that uh, obviously the next year or two with Rodgers is kind of the linchpin, and everybody you know talks about the window of opportunity. But I, I, I'm with you. I feel I know a lot of people don't seem to think that this team has everything it takes to get there. But I think that they're maybe a wide receiver from maybe surprising people away from being really, really good and winning a Super Bowl. I, I don't think Sammy Watkins is the answer to everything. He's certainly not Devontae Adams. But if you can spread, the, if you can keep guys healthy and spread the ball around enough and get somebody that can just give you a downfield threat every now and then. I, I think there's enough between Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur scheming guys open that this team can win a lot of ball games. I'm well, not I as so. uh, yeah, you know, I'm not in that, who, that pond that everybody is swimming in that thinks the season's over. No, I'm not either, Bill. And, you know, quite honestly, you know, they played in the last two years seven games without Adams. They won them all. We were really leading receivers those days. Lazard, uh, or an MVS, or a Malik Taylor, Jawan Winfrey made grabs. The, the offense produces production. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I, I think who's ever running the offense, but the problem is they got to get kids up to speed fast. They got to get Watkins in the mix right away. There's no real time for a learning curve because of the rest of the talent around this offense. Uh, so I think Tunyon is another big key. Uh, and he may not be available till midseason. They really need something from that position again to just create matchups uh, from the front to the back, sideline to sideline, and all of that in space. And and they need a they need a capable tight end to do that. And Tunyon certainly is that when healthy, because I think Mercedes Lewis is a great blocker, but he's not going to be a weapon. I'm not sure about Deguara or Daphne yet. So they really need that piece uh, to come uh, and, and develop as well. But, yeah, I, I think the pieces are there. This is a team that has been there and gotten there. They just don't seem to play well when they get there. Uh, and that's what's the most frustrating thing. 
I was talking about this a little bit earlier. Mike Clemens, at one point, uh, we were talking, you know, about Devontae and the loss of Devontae, and he was talking about his competitive spirit. And Devontae, he said, you know, God, I don't know what it was, 12, 13, 15 catches or something in a game. And seemingly was a little bit upset he didn't get the ball a few more times. Do you think there was ever an issue with the need to throw the ball to Devontae because to kind of keep him happy? No, I don't know about that. Not to keep him happy. I don't know how he could not be happy with, what, 238 grabs in two years. Good Lord. I mean, he was by far targeted as much as he was because he was winning as much as he was. He's that good. I mean, he really is, I think, uh, the premier receiver in the NFL, if not the top, certainly top one, two, or three. So you've got to get the ball to him. But, again, now that he's not here, uh, let's kind of just dial it back and, and let's just focus on the offense as a whole. And I think this is a good offense. It has been uh, effective uh, in producing points and yards. Uh, the only time I really wondered about Rodgers, you know, zeroing in on Adams was on the last pass of the day uh, against the Niners. Uh, that was mm-hmm. just incredible to me how he just, he just, want, he just winged it. Uh, it was almost like Favre throwing the deep shot in Philly on the 4th and 26th game in overtime that mm-hmm. had no chance of being completed, and Dawkins picked it off, and that's what eventually lost the game. And it was that same kind of throw. I'm going, what in the world? Especially seeing Allen breaking over the middle like that, knowing full well that in that double coverage that pass would have been there. But yet he still said, I'm going to Devontae. Uh, can't figure that one out. Yeah, I, I would agree. Do, do the Packers need another uh, running back, by the way? There's a lot of talk about whether or not they get another uh, depth, just in case you lose an Aaron Jones. Yeah, no, or, yeah, uh, I agree. Dylan. They do. Kylan Hill, they they were looking at, not bad, uh, and then you know got blown up on the kickoff return. So they liked what they had early on with him. Uh, is Taylor a guy? Uh, he's tall, upright, uh, you know, high knees kind of runner. Um, but yeah, I think they're going to draft the running back. They've got 11 picks going in. I'm not saying they're going to have that many coming out, uh, but. Yeah, a couple of receivers for sure. Offensive lineman, defensive lineman, corner. You know the drill. They're going to need guys yeah. uh, to give Rich Passaccia some, uh, at least the fleet of foot and with the demeanor to uh, improve the special teams in the first couple of years. Real quick before I let you go, are you surprised that there haven't been more rumors, talks, discussions about the possibility of trading away Jordan Love? No, no. Uh, they're just going to stay the course. They've invested two years in the kid. Uh, I think he's worth continuing to develop. I mean, there have been scouts, and I've been calling, I've been talking to a couple, getting ready for you know a couple of weeks that that seem to think Love is every bit as good as all these quarterbacks that are high on the board this year. You know, the Pickets and the kid from Ole Miss that that Love is comparable to that. So I think they're going to stay the course, uh, play this out with Rodgers. If it is just 2022, well, then they got to have love around. Uh, and if it's going to be 23 and 24, well, then they'll probably have to make that decision down the road. But no reason to unload Jordan Love now to leave the Packers in the hands of Kurt Benker if something should happen to number 12. Mark, good stuff as always, man. Glad you enjoyed opening day. We'll talk again soon down the road after the NFL draft, okay? All right, sounds good. 
Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Mark Daniels, WNFL in Green Bay, joining us a couple of minutes on the hotline. You can get him at Mark Daniels, WNFL, at Mark Daniels, WNFL, over there on Twitter. Good stuff for him to join us and certainly appreciated this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical Center. New Mail Medical Center, they have got it going on in the sense that this time of year, there's uh, there's the need to start, uh, shall I say, feeling better, looking better. You've got uh, T-shirt season right around the corner. So if you're going to do anything, call our friends over at New Mail Medical. They can jumpstart an all-new you, whether it's ED, erectile dysfunction, which they can almost all but certainly help you with. They've got uh, more energy capability. They've got better looks capability. You've got weight loss capability, uh, maybe some supplements and things like that to get you moving. All kinds of different things at New Mail Medical. Call the medical experts, 414-455-4451. The medical experts at New Mail Medical. Call them, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Get a hold of them. Good, good people over there. That is New Mail Medical, 414-455-4451. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good Friday. The Bill Michaels Show rolls on. Don't forget about our friends at Epoxy Flooring Done Right, providing Wisconsin home and business owners the opportunity to beautify their spaces, whether it's a home, say it's a garage, basement, whatever it happens to be. Maybe you're a business owner and you've got a showroom you want to get done. Great economical way to do it. Or maybe you're a car dealership, industrial, whatever that happens to be. Epoxy coating flooring services, polyurea coating services, different colors, different finishes. They can even paint that room for you. They do it all. Check out our friend Sean and the gang from epoxyflooringdoneright.com. That's epoxyflooringdoneright.com. From Green Bay to Madison, Milwaukee, everywhere in between. Call them 262-443-2852. 262-443-2852. Again, 262-443-2852. Or go to epoxy flooring Right. That is epoxyflooringdoneright.com. During that discussion with Mark Daniels just uh, some moments ago, uh, the question then became, do the Packers have enough to win it all? Do the Packers have enough to win it all? Now think about that for a minute. Going through everything we talked about. Defensive line, yeah, you'd like to get some depth, but they're pretty good. Linebacker, Devondre Campbell, pretty solid, right? I think we can all agree upon that. Then you look at the secondary, led by Adrian Amos, kind of your your middle-of-the-road guy back there. Darnell Savage. You've got Russell Douglas, Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, all in the secondary. Solid, right? You bet. Chris Barnes came on last year at that other inside linebacking position. Jerron Reed adds additional depth next to Kenny Clark up front. Defensively speaking, you look solid. Now, you could use another middle linebacker, right? 
You picked up Isaiah McDuffie last year in the draft, sixth round, at that inside linebacking position. You still have Ty Summers, but he's more of a, a really solid special teams kind of cat. You still got a little bit of depth in your secondary. Not much. Wasn't like it was, but you still have some some depth. Okay. Uh, Shamar Jean Charles, your fifth round draft choice from last year. Scott Vernon, who was your sec, uh, was it a seventh round? I think seventh round draft choice at that safety position. He's still kind of back there, floating around. So you've got a little bit of depth, okay. But offensively, you have Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Amari Rogers. After that, you've got street free agents. Jawan Winfrey, Malik Taylor, Rico Gafford, Chris Blair. You got you got those guys. Okay. But you at least seem pretty set. Aaron Jones, AJ, AJ Dillon. Yet, like he said, if you get Kylan Hill back, they really liked him, really liked his returnability. There's Patrick Taylor, college free agent. So do you do you feel set? Do you feel like you just need another wide receiver or two in the draft just to come in and give you the ability to spread the ball around? That this team is right there. Are they right there? 877-867-1670. Rick says I think the Packers are going to win 11 or 12 games, but the playoffs always boils down to the healthy. Hot and lucky. I agree. I agree. How good are the Green Bay Packers? This is what Mark Daniels had to say just moments ago. I don't think they're far away. I think they still have a lot of talent. This is a this was a really good team. They had great players. I mean, Rodgers, Adams, great players. Uh, Kenny Clark's Pro Bowler, Campbell, All Pro. They, they're good. Uh, Alexander uh, is going to be really, really good for a long time. I think Stokes was a nice pick. Um, you know, they're counting on the safeties to, to continue to climb. Uh, they've added Jerron Reed. Uh, they think T.J. Slayton's got much more of an upside than the Kingsley Kikis and some of the guys that they've trotted out in that D-line in the past. Um, I, you know, I think they're still right there, clearly head and shoulders, I think, in the Central Division or, you know, in the North, I mean. Uh, and so, you know, that's the starting point. Uh, but, no, I think they're going to be one of the top three or four teams in the NFC again. There you go. I think they're one of the top three or four just because I think the NFC is depleted. I think a lot of the strength has gone to the AFC. We're going to look at L.A. We're going to look at Tampa Bay, the Green Bay Packers, probably Dallas, maybe Arizona. I don't know where San Francisco falls in all of this. San Francisco got to an NFC championship game. You know? I don't know where San Francisco falls in all of this. I think it's going to be... San Francisco is kind of an enigma because you still have Jimmy Garoppolo, right? They haven't made that that trade. Trey Lance behind them. You still have Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Juwan Jennings, you know, George Kittle, Elijah Mitchell at the running back. You still got, you know, you still got weapons. And that defense, led by Nick Bosa, D. Ford on the opposite side, you know, Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner. They're still they're still pretty solid. 
They can still get after the the passer. So, I mean, I don't know where San Francisco is going to fall in. So maybe San Francisco. You want to throw them in or throw them in there? Throw San Francisco into the mix, too. Okay. 877-867-1670. Are the Packers the team to beat? Will they make with what they have? Now, again, I, as we stated, I think a couple of wide receivers are in the offing, but uh, I think they're I think they're right there. Who might be the surprise team in all of this before it's all all said and done? You know, who might be the surprise team in all of this? Uh, Kyle says uh, the Packers have the talent. To win the North, I think I'd rather go on the road for the playoffs, though, despite Green Bay saying that they like playing in the cold weather. I don't know about that. Get Green Bay in some uh, some decent weather in January and February, and that might not be a bad way to go. You might not even – I would not even mind seeing the Packers in a dome in January and in February leading into a Super Bowl. Might not you, you you Aaron Rodgers usually wings it pretty good in domes. Now you got to have a pretty fast team too. If you can put a a team that plays normally in grass on cold weather in a dome, that's like getting a spring in your step. And then if you've got natural speed to burn, you get a guy, a couple of guys maybe that are four two four or four two four three four four. Yeah, you can do some damage. You that you all of a sudden walk into that situation maybe a little bit ahead of the game because of what you've been sludging through uh, throughout the season. Take that. 877-867-1670. Got an opinion. Bring it. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. program the bill michael show on the air i tell you what i'm feeling uh it's funny because we were kind of thinking what we want to do tonight this it's this is kind of like the calm before the storm so we might go out and grab some dinner or something like that watch the game uh next week uh, i'm gonna be on american family field for a couple of the games against pittsburgh and getting some work done and uh some just doing a lot of different stuff but uh so i might head down to the wrestling taco tonight 84th Street, just south of the Wisconsin State Fair Park in West Dallas. Sit down, uh, have some of the tacos, big margarita, sit in those theater seats, watch the game on the big screen TV. Say hi to Marcus. Marcus and his wife, Nicole, own the place, and they're just good people. But uh, good sponsor for a lot of our on-site stuff like we did yesterday. we got to thank all those sponsors. And the Wrestling Taco, the Wrestling Taco is one of them. And, uh, again, good place right there uh, just south of the Wisconsin State Fair Park on 84th Street. And uh, if you're going to be out and about tonight, maybe I'll see you there. Good, good stuff. Good, good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, Rick says, I think uh, the West is going to beat up on one another. Uh, but the Rams are going to be the class of the West. Dallas is going to grab the East with the ease of the South. It's going to be Tampa Bay. And if I were, if it were going to be predicted for the NFC Championship, I'd say... It's going to be the Packers and the Cowboys. I think the surprise team will be the Vikings. 
they have too much firepower on offense to underachieve three straight seasons. New head coach, new philosophy. It goes one of two ways. Either one becomes a real tough learning environment, or two, they get a shot in the arm from a new voice, uh, new energy, and then they take off. So one of the two, one of the two, I think, happens. One of the two. The Vikings, I I agree with you. The Vikings are a good football team, and as long as Dalvin Cook is healthy, uh, they certainly have weapons to throw to. That offense is, is good. Uh, just whether or not they can build a defense that's going to be able to sustain. But again, you you get when you get a new coaching staff, it either takes you a while to absorb it, and therefore you go through that first season of kind of a learning woes, or with a new energy and a new pep in your step, it takes off. And if that's the case, then yeah, the Vikings could become kind of the surprise team in the NFC before it's all said and done. Bill, have you seen the uh, Kirkulean tier? All of the quarterbacks compared to Kirk Cousins? No, I have not. That's I know it's crazy because, because well, well you, just look at the Kirk Cousins is kind of an enigma because he's bet on himself and he's made a ton of money. He's only won one playoff game. And yet, you know, you you talk about other guys that have been there. Garoppolo's been to NFC Championship games. Matt Ryan's been to NFC Championship games. You know, but you look at the and Kirk Cousins is the guy that that is just he continues to churn out money. He gives you statistics, but he doesn't win anything. I just sent it to you. It's okay. It uh, there's a big football analytics push. Not necessarily to change yeah. decision making, but just to you know look at the game differently. But then they created a a chart where every quarterback is, for instance, Baker Mayfield is point uh, seven five of Kirk Cousins. Really? Okay. So okay, I got it here. Okay, so Derek Carr is a one point three times Kirk Cousins. I don't know how scientific Ryan, it is, but it's hilarious. Right. Ryan Tannehill is one point one. Matt Ryan is point nine five. Of Kirk Cousins. Mac Jones. Mac Jones in his first year is point nine. I wonder how much of a leap he takes this season. Jimmy, see, Jimmy Garoppolo point eight seven. And he's right in the sense that he's he Jimmy Garoppolo is not that great. But Jimmy Garoppolo's been to a Super Bowl and an NFC championship game. Then there's Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff. Daniel Jones, you know what cracks me up about Daniel Jones is the faith the Giants front office put in him. Hilarious. They they act like Daniel Jones is, he's he's just about to Aaron Rodgers level. He just needs one good season. Like, what? Just, they have this faith in Daniel Jones. I have no idea what the hell they're talking about. I've always called him Walmart Eli Manning. That's probably a great way to put it. And and that might be an insult to Eli if he never pans out. <laughs> I mean, Eli's career record was below 500. Yeah, but Eli, when he had a good defense, he they, you know he won games and won championships. It's That's when they let true. that whole thing fall apart. He had to deal with the craziness of OBJ, who had to propose to a kicking net. Remember that? He got tangled up in the kicking net, and then the next week proposed to it. Got down on one knee and acted like he was opening a ring box to a kicking net. 
oh, since the boat picture, the Giants are the worst team in the NFL. Oh, they just, yeah. that That's another train wreck. That was a fun day at Lambeau. Uh, Cheddarball says uh, the Vikings finished 8-9. and nine. Cousins, an average quarterback uh, on an average football team. Yeah, but the problem is that he, he actually put up good numbers. If you look at him statistically speaking in comparison in, say, the MVP chase, he was right there for quite some time. But his defense faltered this year. His The, the defense just didn't do anything. And that was that was what was so staunch about that team for, you know, more than a few years. It, it was their defense that was putting them in the postseason. And the offense just needed to be okay, you know. And instead, uh, this year their offense was better than okay. Uh, now, granted, they had some injuries, but it was their their defense that was terrible. I agree with you. An 8-9 season wasn't great. They lost to Cincinnati, remember, in that tight game to open the season. Then they lost to the Cardinals in another tight game. They put up 30. Now, think about this, though. They put up 24 against Cincinnati, 33 against the Cardinals, 30 against the Seahawks. Granted, that Browns game was ugly. I remember that. They barely beat the Lions. Then they put up 34 against a bad Panthers team. They had two games in back-to-back weeks, uh, the, the Cowboys and the Ravens. Put up 31 against the Ravens, lost by three. Uh, they lost to the Cowboys 2016. That was kind of an ugly game. They, they put up 27 on the Chargers, 34 on the Packers. Then they fell to the 49ers, 34-26. They got beat by the Lions, 29-27. They put up 36 on the Steelers, killed them. Uh, They barely beat the the Bears. That was an ugly game uh, down at uh, Soldier Field, 17-9. They put up 23 on the Rams. They lost that game, but put up 23. The Packers drilled them pretty good uh, at the end of the season, 37-10. And then they beat the Bears, 31-17. They were scoring 24, 25-plus points per game. But look at what they did when they lost. They lost 34-31 uh, in a tight game against Cleveland. They lost 14-7, 20-16 against the Cowboys, but lost 34-26, 30, uh, 34-33 to the Cardinals. That defense was giving up points like crazy. So the offense, while it was not horrific, the defense was just bad. And Kirk Cousins, had a, he finished the season with a quarterback rating of 103.1. He, he threw for 4,221 yards, 33 touchdowns, and only three picks. Had a completion percentage of 66.3. I mean, that's solid. Cousins was not a part of the problem. The problem, I mean, granted, he get he too gets lumped in with wins and losses when really you shouldn't. But he's only he is the leading quarterback, has only won one postseason game, and that was against uh, the Saints a couple of years back. That's it. Cheddarball says a good football team wins those games. I agree, but they weren't a good football team. Their defense was bad. Absolutely, just like you know, just like. Um, just like, uh, you know, when people want to put out, oh, by the way, Rodgers is one in five or one in four in, in the five NFC championship games. Th- three of those, they had no business even being there because their defense was so bad. 
So I, I understand it. 877-867-1670. Find us. Hit us up. Got something to say? Say it. Bring it. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at the Water Doctors. John Atley and the gang. Kinetical water softening system. Best I've ever had. By far. And I, I will not change. I've had others come along, but nope, now baby. And even advertisers have said, hey, would you like to change over to the nope? Nope, no thank you. Nah, baby, nah. Call them, uh, 262-549-7733, or go to h2theletterodoctors.com. h2theletterodoctors.com. Kinetical water softening system, best I've ever had. And and our friends at the Water Doctors, they uh, support veterans through the Custom Canine Service Dog Academy. They are a great organization. John Atley, the owner of that place, is fantastic. Again, go to h2theletterodoctors.com or call them 262-549-7733. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Italian fish fry coming up tonight. Uh, go see our buddy Joey Albanese, Albanese's Roadhouse, Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield, right there in Waukesha area, next to Menards. And, uh, and by the way, he's still looking for uh, some participants for the bocce ball league. So if, if you never thought about playing bocce ball in a league, you know, if you can't swing a golf club, can't play in a golf league or anything like that, bocce ball might not be the bad way to go. You can, you, it's like bowling, but just outdoors. Check it out. They've got them over there at, uh, over there at Albanese's Roadhouse. Say hi to Joey and the gang. Stop in for the Italian Fish Friday night or good Italian food at any point in time. That is Albanese's Roadhouse right there on um, Blue Mountain Road in the uh, Waukesha, Brookfield area. And if you're going to do grilling this weekend or maybe some tailgating down at the ballpark, oh, boy, our buddy Paul Roberts, Roberts Specialty Meats in Waukesha, they have got it all. They are your hometown butcher and tailgating. It is, uh, it is obviously a staple, and it's... Where you go, if you're going to get good tailgate fare, stop into Robert's Specialty Meats, get some of that Al Capone roast, the Al Capone sausage, the ribs on a stick. All you got to do is throw them on the grill, and as soon as they're warm, eat them. It's that simple. No prep, no nothing. Just take them out of the uh, packaging, right there on the grill, you're good to go. Oh, such good stuff. Check out our buddy Paul Roberts. Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. That is Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. And check out everything that he has to offer down there. Good, good, good stuff. Um, a lot of people saying they think the surprise team in the NFC this year is going to be the Vikings. Uh, Rick said, I think uh, the signing of Watkins was like adding another Randall Cobb. He'll make a few plays, but a, a game changer he is not. Hopefully uh, they land Landry, and I have a bit more faith that he'd make a decent addition. Uh, what do you say? Um, it'd be interesting if they get Landry, too. That's a great question. That's a, um, I think, who do you think has more gas left in the tank? Ben, Jarvis Landry or Sammy Watkins? Hmm. I think I'd say Landry because I'd add in the context of the situation he's been in recently in Cleveland right. uh, and before that. And in this offense, I, I think I like his fit more. 
Um, and I, I mean, Watkins was productive in 2019 with the Chiefs, but I think there is a reason that he's been on now four teams in as many years. Right. I think I, that's the number. I think Jarvis Landry would add more. I agree. Um, but I question why more teams aren't going after him. Don't you? I mean, I thought for sure once he was cut loose that we would have seen him sign with somebody by now. I mean, the Sammy Watkins thing, the Packers pretty much got him close to for free, mostly incentive-based, and that's what they did last year with the Jalen Smith and Merciless and all those guys. See who hit. Maybe it's just because Landry actually wants significant money. Right, and that was going to be what I was going to say, was that the only thing I think being an impediment for Jarvis Landry is probably what he's asking, and the Packers just don't have it. Now, if you do a deal... And um, if you do a deal and are able to, say, sign Jarvis Landry, well, you're going to have to redo Jair's contract first. You're going to have to do that thing first. I I don't think you can – yeah, I I don't think you can bring Landry into the mix. You're going to have to – and maybe even Dean Lowry. Before you uh, before you're able to go out and start picking up additional, I mean, okay, uh, what was the base salary? What did the base salary equate to for Sammy Watkins? I don't think I've did seen we, it. I was gonna say, didn't we? Didn't we know that yet? I've seen up so to four it, million. It was incentives. up to four million, but we don't know specifically what it was. Yeah, I haven't seen it anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, Jarvis Landry is going to be significantly more, obviously. I saw a report from the end of March that he was asking for around $20 million, which is yeah, wildly unrealistic. But Yeah. He's not going to get that. He's going to, what, what's going to happen with him is he's going to end up settling for about 10 to 11 unless somebody becomes desperate. If there's a team out there that loses their number one, and they're depleted, then they'll end up paying him. And that's probably the reason he hasn't signed yet and taken less. But, they, yeah, he's not going to get $20 million. It's It's interesting, though, because the wide receiver market has risen so dramatically. The The price for a good wide receiver has gone up. So the, the trade and sign for Devontae Adams, the Tariq Hill deal, all of that, that's only made his price go up from what he could have gotten to what he's probably going to get. But, uh, yeah, the, the Packers aren't going to pay him that amount of money. I mean, that's the one thing about it. And they couldn't if they wanted to at this point. 877-867-1670. Uh, at the top of the next hour, I do want to talk a little about Bucks basketball. I think we have to. Bucks getting ready to start the playoffs uh, coming up this weekend. You've got the final set of playing games coming up tonight. Um. That being said, you got the, the Hawks and the Cavaliers fighting for the eighth seed. You got the Pelicans and the Clippers fighting for the eighth seed. And the winner of those games uh, on the East wound up playing the Heat. On the West, wound up playing the Phoenix Suns. As uh, those teams are going to go at it, Bucks and Bulls coming up 5:30 Central Time uh, down at the Fiserv Forum coming up this Sunday. We'll get into that. I, I as, as much as I've liked DeRozan's season. And I, I think that the Bulls have certainly taken a lot of steps forward, and I like Billy Donovan as a head coach. 
the, the results are the results. I, I think the Bucks are going to win the series four games to one, and they're going to move on. However, there could be something that throws a monkey wrench into that, and we'll talk about it coming up here in the top of the next hour. Uh, as far as the rest of the uh, the postseason, because it's obviously going to get underway here uh, beginning on Saturday, uh, you're going to have the Jazz and the Mavericks uh, coming up tomorrow. That's the tip-off game. And then 2.30 uh, Central Time, Timberwolves and Grizzlies, Raptors and 76ers uh, are in the evening. And then the Nuggets and Warriors are the West Coast later game on ABC, 7.30 Central Time coming up tomorrow night. And then, uh, like I mentioned, you're going to have the other games coming up on Sunday. Uh, the Bucks and Bulls are uh, the Eastern team. you got the team that's going to tip it off, the Heat, and whomever wins tonight out of the East they're going to get underway at noon, and then at 2.30, the Nets and the Celtics get it going, the Bucks and the Bulls, and then uh, the late game will be whomever wins tonight in the West will then be taking on the Suns in Phoenix. That's an 8 o'clock Central Time game over on TNT as well. So that's the way things kind of round out. Going to talk a little Bucks basketball when we come back. Stay tuned, though. we got a lot more on this. Going to get back at it. Going to get back at it. Good, good stuff. Still got another hour yet to go on this good Friday. Friday before Easter, Brewers baseball, good weekend. Brewers continue the streak tonight, hopefully. We'll talk a little more about that as well and set the stage. We'll be back. More to come coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. <laughs> 